to Drawn to the Flame, a podcast for fans of Arkham Horror, the card game. And this is another one of our special episodes where Peter and I are taking a first look at the new deluxe expansion, The Path to Carcosa. As we've said on other episodes, I've looked at these cards briefly and Peter's looking at them more or less fresh. And we're going to do the same thing we've done before. I've numbered all of the different factions, one to five, and Peter's going to pick a number and we'll do that one. Let's go number five. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Guardian. Brilliant. Okay, so Guardian, eh? Can I, can, I read the, yeah. can I read the front of the card? Please do, yes. Okay, we have Mark Harrigan, the soldier. He's a veteran. Uh, his stats are he's got three willpower, two intellect, five fight, and three evade. Uh, his text His wow. text is, okay. you begin the game with Sophie, brackets in loving memory, in play, and he has a reaction. After damage is placed on a card you control, draw one card, limit once per phase. And his elder side effect is plus one for each damage on Mark Harrigan. He'd burn the entire town down if necessary, but he wouldn't let those monsters take anyone else. And he's got nine health and five sanity. Well, at... The stats are interesting, but it's hard to talk too much about them without looking at Sophie. Um, so this is a, a kind of Ashkan Pete Duke situation, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit like that. A little bit like um, although that. He does ha- um, do you want me to read Sophie then? Before we do, let's just have a quick look at him, then we'll look at Sophie, shall we? Okay, okay, fair. I mean, the, I mean, the one thing that sprung out to me, really, he's the first character we've got with a five fight. I wanted to say that too. I mean, the only other stat we've seen a five of is willpower, right? No, no, Daisy's got five intellect. Oh, five intellect, of course, yeah, yeah. Okay, still not seen our five agility character. This is, this is shouting out to me, this guy is is combat-focused. Yeah. I mean, and... It, he is fact, holding a tummy gun, so... He is. And, and he's a soldier. <laughs> and a veteran, yeah. They've gone down that route pretty hard. Should we have a quick look at his, his deck-building requirements, and then we'll take a look at Sophie? Yeah, so I'll read that, shall I? Yeah. His deck size is 30, so it's normal. Deck building options, guardian cards level 0 to 5, and neutral cards level 0 to 5. So that's all sort of fairly standard. And then tactic cards level 0. Interesting. Which is tactic cards. Very interesting. Yeah, we, we were at one point we were going to do an episode on tactics, but I don't think we got around to it. Maybe this is a good prompt to do that. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And then his requirements, he needs the home front, the sh- uh, shell shock, Sophie, and one random basic weakness. Yeah, so that's a pretty standard, maybe... Oh, no, hang on, that's an extra card, isn't it? The home front, shell shock... It's an extra Sophie. card with Sophie, but Sophie, but, starts... St- but Sophie starts in play, so... But then Duke doesn't start... Uh, in sorry, terms of the size of your deck. Pete doesn't start with an extra card, does he? Yeah, Pete starts with a slightly smaller deck. Because he has a duke in play. So some of the interesting tactics he could take. I've just had a quick look. Got, say, cutting distraction, elusive, shortcut. Those are the kind of things I can sort of picture him taking. Yeah, because off the top of my head, some of the tactics cards, I've got a plan, backstab. They all replace 
or both of those replace using combat, you use a different statistic instead for fighting. And because he's got a combat of five, you probably don't want to switch to your intellect of two to fight. So it'll be interesting to see how that fits into his deck, if at it's, all. It's only it's a it's a trait that's only going to get more expansive as we go, as we, as we proceed with the game. So it'll yeah. be interesting keeping an eye on yeah. that. Yeah, and, and the other thing to note, of course, is that the, a bunch of tactics cards are guardian cards. So even though he has access to all tactics cards, some of them are already in faction. So dodge is a tactic, I think. Dynamite blast. Yes, that's right. Yeah. You know, these are, these are some of sort of almost guardian deck staples that you would that you'd want to include anyway. So yeah. Well, let's take a look at Sophie so we can put him into context a bit. Okay. So it said that Sophie starts in play brackets in loving memory. So this is a double-sided card. So the in oh, loving memory side and, and the... item and spirit trick. Go on. I was going to say, what, what's interesting is the front side of it is a is a player card. And the back side of it is a treachery card. Yeah, this is the, the interesting thing about go on, it. Go, go, go ahead and read so it. The front, the, yeah, the front side is the bit that, that starts in play. So it's item and spirit traded. It's Mark Harrigan, Harrigan deck only, and it says Sophie cannot leave play. So if you're playing Mark through the Dunwich Legacy and you hit, um, is it Beyond the Veil? No, it's uh, maybe it is Beyond. Which is the one that makes you shuffle in three? Uh, uh, push, beyond? Pushed into Beyond. Oh. Pushed into Beyond, yeah. So if you're playing Dunwich Legacy and you get pushed into the Beyond, you can't shuffle Sophie into your deck and draw three. And it has a react, uh, a free trigger. Take one damage. You get plus two to your skill value for this skill That's test. That's one direct damage. Yeah. And as we know, when Mark takes damage, he gets to draw a card as well. Forced, oh, yes. if Mark Harrigan has five or more damage on him, flip Sophie. So you can use this ability and get your plus twos. But when you then flip so, uh, oh, yeah, Sophie, you then yeah, go to... So you see, it, it's like having a, a free lucky, isn't it? Yeah, or it's like having one of each of the neutral skill cards. Or any of the ones you want. But Yeah, any of the ones you want, but also in hand at any time, but also already getting the card draw, even if you then fail yeah. the test, you still get the card out of it. Plus, it's very actually, powerful. you can stack this as well. So you could take, like, well, five damage at once for plus 10 to your skill value. Yeah, or if your hand has just been emptied by Amnesia, you could pop this in the Mythos phase and draw a card, then pop it again in the Investigator phase and draw a card, then pop it again in the Enemy phase I don't think and get a card. You, can, you can only do it if you're taking a skill test. Yeah, if you were... So you'd, it would be relying on, in the Mythos phase, you've drawn a card yeah, that's exactly. going to test you. But still, yeah, that, that's worth, worth... Yeah. Right, okay, well... We, we, yeah. Okay. So in the enemy phase, you wouldn't be taking yeah. a skill test, obviously. But yeah. But yeah, you could. You could, in theory, sort of almost race to refill your hand with yeah. this, which is nice. But if you hit that five damage on him, so only half health, you flip Sophie, and on the back of Sophie, it's Sophie. It was all my fault. And this is item and madness traded, and it's a weakness. And it says Sophie cannot leave play, as we know. You get minus one to each of your skills. Forced, if Mark Harrigan has four or less damage on him, flip Sophie. Interesting. Oh, well, that's very interesting indeed. So we've seen here a a player card that really wants to include uh, uh, healing cards, doesn't he? Straight away, that's what I think, He's like Agnes in that his health is a resource he's got. 
uh, to draw cards and to boost his skill tests. But unlike Agnes, you can't push it right to the edge because once you pushed it too far, he's overcome with his guilt. Uh, and suddenly he's, yeah. he's looking a lot... I mean, he's still got four fight. <laughs> I was about to say exactly the same thing. The one thing that does he doesn't care about in a way is that his combat yeah, goes But I mean, he's then... Yeah, he's got one intellect and then two willpower yeah. and evade. So he's he's pretty... Two willpower is really dangerous then. You start getting really beaten up by the encounter. Yeah, he's, he's, he's in a pretty bad place at that point, isn't he? So it seems to be pointing towards including healing effects yeah. particularly for damage Emergency and aid. luckily guardian right, is yeah. is the place yeah there's emergency aid there's first aid there's also uh, i've had worse you know having choosing that as a first upgrade to block damage so that you don't accidentally of course hit yeah, five yeah. damage well what's interesting is that until now i would say healing cards are, are almost a nice to have and you, you with with an investigator like roland you can just take a lot of that on the chin and your healing cards are only for healing your allies if they get hurt. Uh, but with yeah, Mark, you, yeah. you've got a slightly different dynamic. That he's he's got nine health. Yeah, he can take a lot of a, a lot of punishment. But he's only got to take four. If he takes him four, he's, it's five or less. It flips, isn't it? Five or more. Five it or flips more. Sorry, back five if he gets more. back up to healed to yeah. four. Yeah. So it, it, it's not that many hits he, he can take and still be uh, look, looking pretty rosy. I mean, flipping to this minus one side that it was all my fault side, it's not game over for for Mark, but he starts to become really one-dimensional. That You really don't want him to take tests on three of his four statistics, and finding ways to get Sophie flipped back over would be great. Yeah. And if you want to get the most out of getting the card draw and the, you get plus two to your skill value from the in loving memory side... You actually want to heal up to more than just four damage. You want to heal so that you can use that a couple more times. So those cards that can really, you know, emergency aid is a great example because it will heal you too and get you back out of the, the sort of danger zone. Let's look at his weakness and his signature card because that also might give us... Can I do the first one? Please. Okay, we've got his, well, his, his, his good card, which is the home front. And this is a skill which... I think it's the first investigator skill. It is, yeah. So, wow, okay, this has four combat pips. So I guess we know what he's doing. And he, it's practiced expert, Mark Harrigan's deck only, obviously. If this skill test is successful during an attack, and I can't see why it wouldn't be, if it's giving you four pips on his... Uh, well, I suppose you could... <laughs> so you swing it at nine. To be fair, you could put yeah. it into anyone else's test as well. It's true, um, yeah. If this skill test is successful during an attack... Move one damage from Mark Harrigan to the attacked enemy. The real war has only just begun. Wow! Well, this is this is the really flavor cool. is amazing. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like a it's like a doubly effective vicious blow, isn't it? Uh, vicious blow deals an extra damage. This basically deals an extra damage, but also heals... yeah, you've hit on a really interesting point. Giving it to someone else's attack, meaning you can take a damage off you and make sure they land their hit. So if you're with you know Jenny Barnes and she's shooting she's already going to do two damage but you're giving her a plus four to the test and making it a three damage attack which is yeah really really good because often with vicious blow you don't give it to other people because you're the you're the fighter and you have the vicious blow and you don't you're the one who's most likely to land your attacks that's right yeah and because it it names Mark Harrigan by name there so it's it's moving damage from him to the enemies so you need to have taken some damage already you could have just used the 
Sophie in loving memory to take a damage and give you an even greater bonus. You'd be plus six for your fight test. I don't know if that's necessary. Yeah, really, really powerful card. Really interesting to see a skill card. And Mark's weakness. Uh, this is called Shell Shock. And oh my word, the art is crazy. It's a weakness, it's floor traded. It says Revelation for every two damage on you, take one horror. Flavor text War never changes. Well, I think that should really be given that it's like a. <laughs> it should be War. War never changes. <laughs> yeah. Which is yeah a, ref- a reference to, to to my favorite game. Ah, it's a, it. it's the the beginning of the intro on every Fallout game, narrated by the the wonderful oh, Ron Perlman. Cause... I love the art in this as well. That's that's horrendous. <laughs> yeah, it's really horrendous. This is the the hint of what Mark has seen during the First World War, and that it seems like war really has changed. In fact, which is quite quite clever. So, if you've taken four damage on Mark Harrigan because you've wanted to use your plus two boost from Sophie and draw four cards, you're then going to take two horror for this, which is pretty substantial given that he's only got five sanity. Well, yeah, I was just thinking, I mean, he could have eight, he could have eight damage on him and and still be fighting, but then if he pulls this at that point, that's four horror he's taking, which is almost enough to to wipe him out on that as well. At that point, any, any the chance that you've him. got, <laughs> yeah, 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 and he, I mean, you could even have taken two horror and be on something like six damage yeah. because it, you've just had a really rough scenario where there's been a lot of fighting, and then this this just immediately ends your. This is one you're really gonna have. To, I mean, it, it's an obvious one to fit with Mark and his other cards we've seen, but it's one you're really gonna have to watch out for in your deck when you know it's coming. Definitely, yeah, definitely. It's a it's a little bit like. Um, Final Rhapsody and Jim, that that is less bad, I would say, than this. But with Final Rhapsody and Jim, you have to be aware that at some point you might take three damage and three horror from a series of very unlucky pulls from the token bag, and just being being aware of that 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 is a possibility is is important. Right. Well, should we look at the Guardian cards? Let's. Why don't you take the first one? First one. So this is a three cost asset. It's the the thirty two Colt, and it is one combat pip item weapon firearm, which we're used to. It's not surprised to see those. Uses six. Let's go back to our first yeah. episode and edit the first episode to add the Colt. <laughs> <laughs> so this has uh, uses six ammo and action spend one ammo. We've got no surprises so far, really. Fight. You deal plus one damage for this attack. Even after the introduction of the semi-automatic, many police officers and private gun owners preferred the reliability of a, re- of a revolver, and it's a hand slot. It's quite nice that it's a ro- revolver and it has six ammo, but yes. it does make you wonder Really about... nice that there's that one ammo just off the... Um, in the art as well, they put five bullets in the middle and then there's one sort of almost yeah, rolling yeah, off yeah. the table, but it's just really nicely observed bit of yeah. detail. Nice one, uh, Mauro Dalbo. So th- this is this is interesting, it's... it's Cheaper than the forty-five. It's more bullets, so yeah. you can use it more times. It's the same damage, but it doesn't give you a bonus to Very your attack. Nice. So this obviously fits in with someone like Mark, who's got a higher base combat score, or who's able to boost their combat score by other means. So whether that's something like Key and I, or Beat Cop, or even a story asset. This this fits yeah, really well yeah. in them. Keen eye is a really good example, yeah. actually. Yeah. If if you can reliably trigger keen eye, this becomes 
I mean, it's as good as the 45, but with a lot more uses. It's almost a, a, a machete. Oh, the handcuffs doesn't give you yeah. plus one fight. Machete gives you plus one fight as well. This gives you the reliable damage. But what I like is it just opens up the options for deck building. That's right, yeah. Do I you mean, want I'd... to pay four for the 45, or do you want to pay three for this? How reliable are you getting the, the combat boost? It just... It, I don't think it's strictly worse than Machete or the Automatic. I don't think it's strictly better either. I just think it's different. I really like the reliable damage, and I'd probably rather find ways of boosting my combat than I would use weapons that don't give me the extra damage. So I, I like that about it. I think paying three for six ammo just feels really... That feels really good value, just straight up. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's It's not... It's not a very sexy card, but it is an interesting yeah. one to have to give us those extra options. It strikes me as a really Mark Harrigan card because he's already at five combat, which is great. If you play a beat cop, like you said, he'd be at six. And Roland is normally getting a damage bonus from a weapon and then having a beat cop and swinging at six. And this is doing that more cheaply with more shots, which is nice. Okay, should we go on to the next one? The next card is another three-cost asset. It's True Grit. It has a willpower icon. It's a talent. And it says, True Grit may be assigned damage dealt to other investigators at your location. It's just a flesh wound. It's the flavour. And it has a three health and null sanity on it. So it can take three, three damage, basically. Well, this is interesting as well. There's a few cards we can compare this to. Both Leather Armour... And bulletproof vests spring to mind. Yeah, leather armor is. I love that you've said leather armor, not leather coat. Sorry, that's it. Um, (laughs) Leather armor is good. I mean, it must be in D and D mode. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, uh, it's got it'll soak more damage than than the leather coat. The same as the bulletproof vest, but it doesn't cost any any experience. And unlike both of those cards, it doesn't take up a slot. You could also sort of compare it to Brother Xavier who's more expensive. Yeah, that's a really good but example. But also has three yeah. willpower. Yeah, I, I think a lot like the 32 Colt, this is a card which is... It's not it's not particularly sexy effect, but it is interesting, and it, it, it sits alongside a lot of other cards we've got and makes you make some interesting decisions and lets you maybe even put a bit of flavour into your deck, which I like. I like a lot. Yeah. The other thing... I was thinking of this card when we were reading about Sophie because Mark Harrigan, he'll, he wants healing, but he also wants ways to, to do damage overflow in the way that you'd use Peter Sylvester in Agnes to do horror overflow. He wants places to be able to put damage so that he can control when he takes direct damage and triggers the bonus from Sophie in drawing a card. He also gets to draw a card if damage is assigned to cards he controls. So maybe getting this down early, even if he's not planning on taking damage, so that if someone else fails a test that does damage, they can put the damage on this and he gets a card out of it. So for for Mark Harrigan, it gets even stronger, I would say, just for those reasons. Moving on, we've got Let Me Handle This, another in a string of cards which have quotes as the name. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, this is a zero cost event in its willpower and com- uh, combat pips. Uh, it's got a lot of text. It's got fast, and I, you know me, I love a fast card. I don't know what it does, but it's already yeah. it's zero cost and it's fast. So <laughs> it's think, already in your deck. It's yeah. Already, yeah. 
Play after another investigator draws a non-peril encounter card, but before resolving that card's effects. Uh, you are considered to have drawn that encounter card instead. You get plus two to each of your skills by resolving that card's revelation effect. Wow, okay, this is great. Non-peril encounter <laughs> yeah, card. Yeah. This is like, ah, well. So, obviously for peril, you can't discuss it, so you can't say, I've drawn grasping hands. Yeah. Because, well, you could for grasping hands, but for a peril card, you can't say what you've drawn. But for any other card, including, in theory, you including, can say, ah, notably, I've, enemy I've, cards. Exactly, yeah. I've drawn an enemy. Damn. Oh, and it's it's not another investigator at your location. It's another investigator draws a non-peril encounter card. Well, this is this is yeah. really really cool. I really like this. Like, I've, Zoe wants to be digging through the encounter deck anyway, so her yeah. being able to pull the encounter cards off other players, especially if to, how many times have you been in the in the situation where Zoe pulls, you know, a. a some agility or intellect test encounter card and your your friend who's the seeker pulls a monster and you're like if only this yeah. had been the other way around now you, the monster can come straight to you instead um saving yeah. you a bunch of actions yeah. moving over there and counting it the other thing it does of course is because you get that plus two to each of your skills while resolving that card's revelation effect mm. If you want, if you're Zoe and you want to take a difficult treachery that tests willpower of someone, that means she tests at six, which before is any boosts, really exactly, nice. Yeah, before any boosts, yeah, just saying, okay, I'll do that one for you. And you could see Mark Harrigan doing a similar thing if it's an agility check te- test or a willpower test because he's got three in each statistic. He's pretty well set to take on some of the nasty things of the encounter deck. The weakness for both of those investigators is definitely intellect, but uh. like Ward of Protection, for instance, is a really good, is a really good card, and I've I've even splashed it out of faction into into Seeker and and I think I've put it in Guardian as well. So so cancelling an encounter card is quite a powerful effect, and this while it doesn't exactly counter it, cancel an encounter card, it can make make the dealing with the encounter deck much more favourable for you. Yeah, the other thing that it's just made me think slightly strangely is. Any of the effects that play with locations that say, you know, if an enemy enters this location, discard this card, they, you know, either they um, like barricade or whatever. If you stop enemies ever turning up in that location because you're drawing them and you're not there, mm. that, that, I mean, that's a very edge case thing, but it basically allows you to kind of funnel all of the encounter deck for a short period of time to one place so that other people can be doing other things. Okay, should we go on to the next one? Yeah, this is the last one. I think yeah, I'm doing this it. one. It's it's our one XP card for Guardian. It's zero cost. And it only has one XP and it has two intellect icons, which makes me think of evidence. And it's called Ever Vigilant. It's a tactic. One at a time, play up to three assets from your hand, reducing the resource cost of each by one. He had to give Logan credit. The man knew how to gear up for Armageddon. Uh, this is a, a really, really good card. This is a really good card. So it's, again, it's zero cost. So if we just look at it in terms of, if we compare it to something like emergency cash, emergency okay. cash, just in terms of raw numbers, what it gives you, and uh, you know you know our opinions on that, it's, it's not always the best way to look at a card, but it gives us a baseline. So emergency cash gives you three resources for one click which is two more than you would get for just clicking for a resource using an action for a resource this is one action and it saves you it gives you three actions of playing assets and then saves you three resources as well 
So that's a potential bonus of five. Yeah. Obviously, you need to have three assets in your hand you want to play. Yeah. Although it says play up so to you, three you assets. So you can play two. But, I mean, and two, you still... What you're hinting at there is is exactly the major weakness of it. It's this idea that you'd have four cards in hand, three assets, and ever vigilant. And they would have all arrived at the right time, I'm assuming early in the scenario, so you're wanting to get set up. Mm-hmm. And then you sort of put put them all down and that you have enough, even with the discount, to do that. But I think even playing two is good. Yeah, yeah. And it, it also, it does things like if, if you're engaged with an enemy, you can then get a couple of weapons down or, or say a weapon and true grit down with, with, with a single yeah. action, provoking one attack of opportunity. Not the three to get fully exactly. set up. Exactly, yeah. If you're attacking by a different vector, so so I don't know whether we have a Mystic Guardian. If we ever have a Mystic Guardian, for instance, and they want to get some spells They're going to love this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and also, if you, if you notice, it sits well with prepared for the worst, prepare for the worst. Yeah. So you could even have a turn where you play that to get an asset to your hand, a weapon asset. If you've got a couple more in your hand, then use this to play it. I like the thought of this in combination with Stand Together as well, because Stand Together fills up your hand and gives you that little resource boost. Yeah. I, you know, action one, playing Stand Together, so you then have just a host of options in your hand feels really nice. I think I think if I allow myself to trip down the best casing scenario, you'd have sort of a Brother Xavier and a 45 automatic and there's something else in your hand and you'd have all the money you needed to get it all down. But I think what's more likely to happen is exactly as you say, you maybe get down a true grit and a first aid, you know, only paying one for first aid is quite reasonable. If if you're Mark, you you want that early just so that you've you've got that damage and horror control. And then, yeah, maybe a, maybe a cult or something like that. And you're, you're pretty much set up for the next couple of turns there. So if we look at the flip side, if we look at, Either you, you get it after you've played everything you need to play. In that situation, it's still got two intellect pips, which isn't isn't bad. I mean, it's in a in a faction which doesn't necessarily have as many intellect pips. That's that's really cool. Or, I mean, if you've just got a single asset left to play, it's still not terrible for that situation either. I mean, you save so you save one. Yeah, yes, you save you save an action, and you get the action. You by playing it, this you get the action to play it. Yeah, definitely. I think the other thing I really like about this card, which is just a little weird side point, is that Guardian can be can run quite expensive. It has expensive allies and expensive assets, and you know some expensive events, not all expensive events. And people have been hoping that there'll be sort of Guardian cost reduction down the line. And I think this is a really nice way to do Guardian cost reduction. It's not just a card that says you know the next asset you play reduce four from the cost or if the next asset you play is a guard you know something like that this is a nice way of saying because what guardians also want to do is they want to kit up yeah 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 it sort of it compresses that idea of getting kitted up into the idea of getting a reduction this is in your opening hand i'm i'm always if i see this in my opening hand i'm keeping this and then mulliganing everything else yeah mulliganing four three your first turn could even be draw draw ever vigilant yeah Uh, and you've you've had that yeah I'm sure lots of people are in the same boat, but the first turn is the kidding up turn. Yeah, definitely. And, and in fact, if if you if you don't get the assets you really want in your opening in your opening five cards, you can draw a couple more to see if you get it. If you don't, you can draw aggressively in the second turn and still be set up at the end of your second turn. So you can see. So that's so you have 
five cards in hand, you draw four on your first turn, and then potentially draw two more. So that's 11 cards. You could see a third of your deck by the end of the second turn and still yeah. stall three things and not cripple your economy because you're getting, uh, you'll, have, you'll have had two bonus resources and you're saving three resources with this card. Yeah. One of the ways that, that the scenarios can punish us off the top of my head, I'm thinking Essex County Express or even the Devourer below, is they put such time pressure on the investigators to get going that what you end up neglecting to do is setting up Mm -hmm. and then you get punished later in the scenario by not being set up. And that's a a really easy way that the encounter deck can really target the investigators. If you get enough time, you can handle any problem, but it's when you don't have enough time that it's hard and Evervigilant is a really great sort of counter to that. Okay. Great. Thanks very much for listening. Tune in for the other episodes. Thank you very much.